It's your turn. There's nothing wrong. You don't owe nobody nothing. It's, it's your turn. You shouldn't feel guilty. It's your turn. It's your time. You've blessed everybody else. You've set everybody else for success. You've compromised you for them, and look where you are. It's time for you. And don't you know that the best thing you could do for them is to be the best version of you? Don't you understand that? That, the, that, that you're not helping them by not being the best version of you? The only way you're really going to bless them is to be the best you you can be. So here's my last one. Have a seat. Here's my last one. So I told you the who and why. This is important. This is important, guys. This is important. I need, I need, when you leave this room, pray for. You know, you, know, you know what to do. You know who you need to be. Now you need to pray for the drive to get it done. And so my boy told me, yeah, he's the right person. He got the, he got the right plan. He's with the right company. But he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And I said, here's what I need you to do. Apparently you don't have the discipline to do what you're supposed to do. I want you to pay your, I want you to pay my daughter, who's 21 years old in college, who's one of my coaches in my extreme execution program. I want you to pay your niece $1,000, $1,500 a month to help you do what you're supposed to do. The one who you were in the hospital and you held her hand in the womb. And now she's a senior in college and you don't even have your GED yet. You let her pass you. So the reason I want her to coach you is because I want you to feel the sting every time she coach you that you're not where you're supposed to be. I said, you don't have your GED. When she was born, you could have just went to school with her and be finished by now. No, no, if you just would have went to school with her, like one day you dropped her off for me, you should have just went to school with her. You'd be a senior in college right now. No, 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 this is the last one. You got to find, some of you, you have a problem, like you're the old standard car, right? You, the new cars are automatic. They got an the automatic starter. You just hit the button, like you don't even do the key no more. You just push the button and it starts on its own. Unfortunately, we weren't made just to start on our own. You got to find your why, and your why is what's going to start you. And so for a lot of you, you're not doing nothing because you don't have any purpose right now. You don't have a sense of purpose. You're not waking up for nobody. And I need you to get that engine. I need that drive because you know what to do. You, you're the right person to do it, but you just can't seem to get out of bed. You can't seem to do what you're supposed to do. Every time you come up against a trial or a tribulation, you let it stop you. Like you don't have anybody from, anybody from the South, Georgia, Alabama. Okay, so, so they're going to relate to this. So there are hills. It's not a flat cert. It's not a flat land. The territory is not flat. So you got to go up a hill oftentimes. So if you got a four-cylinder, it's going to be tough. When I first went to college, I had an escort. And so when you hit those hills, you could feel the car like, if it's not a good car, some people can't even make it over the hill. But if you, you, you got an eight-cylinder or a 12-cylinder, it's like it's not even a hill. You uh, put your foot on the gas and you go over the problem with most of you, you are a four-cylinder. And when you hit trials and tribulations, you can't make it up the hill. I want to help you as I leave because people look at me and go, E, man, you passionate, you got going on. A little bit over three years ago, I got a call from my wife coming home from work. She said, sweetheart, I could hear the trepidation. I could hear it in her voice. I'm like, boo, what's up? What's going on? She's like, help. I said, help, what's wrong? You got in an accident? No, I'm lost. I said, lost? We live in Lansing. It's not even a freeway. 
She's like, no, I don't know where I am. I said, I said, stop playing. She's like, no, I'm serious. I don't know where I am. I said, okay, do me a huge favor. Are you near a McDonald's? <laughs> I'm just saying, McDonald's, there's three of them. And I would know where she was. Are you near me? She said, yep. I said, do I have a playhouse? She said, yep. I said, all right, you're on Martin Luther King. You're on the south side. I'm on my way. Went pick my wife up, called my homegirl, went to college with. It's like, yo, Didi couldn't, she didn't know where she was. She said, she needs to go to the doctor immediately. So, all right. I'm like, hey, good. You know what I'm saying? We've been dating since we were 16 years old. We good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been kid, we kids together. This is just a little quick boy. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Go take her to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. I'm number one motivational speaker in the world. So I get different type of health care. No, you, listen to me very closely. The reason why you got to be the best in the world because they treat you differently when you're not. The reason why you have to be your best version, because if you're not your best version, they treat you differently. I call my homegirl who works at the hospital. She's a physician. She calls somebody. We go sit down. They say, look, we, on the weekend, go get an MRI. I'm like, bet. We go get an MRI. They call us on Monday. Listen to me. You think I'm playing. When you're not your best version and you're not multiplying and having dominion, you got different kind of health care. Look, my wife, okay, so we go to the hospital. I know something wrong because we sit in the room and it takes 40 minutes for them to come in. So I'm like, okay, usually it takes a long time because they're trying to think of, like, how are we going to break the news to you? So they cut the lights off. We got a screen like this. They show uh, her brain, the image of her brain, and they take the little laser boy and put it up on the, and when I look at it, you see, like, seven little spots on her brain. And so I, you know, I ain't no doctor. I told you I got a GED. I ain't brilliant, but I ain't dumb. I know those spots ain't supposed to be there. And so I'm talking to the doctor, and she, you know, they going roundabout. I'm like, look, ma'am, just, you know what I'm saying, just keep it 100. What's, what's, what is this? She's like, well, we don't know if it's cancerous, but we believe that it's MS, it's multiple sclerosis. And I was like, all right, what is that? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that is. I'm like, what is it? Is she going to die? You know, that's the first thing. For real, like, you don't know. Like, that's the first thing. I'm like, is she going to die? It was like, no, it's, it's, it's chronic. She's going to live with it forever. I'm like, what? Well, see, it's here, but if it get on her spine and it's not going to be able, and she's not going to be able to walk, she could possibly not see. Like, we're going over all the hookups. I'm like, all right, bet. We leave the hospital. My wife is looking at me in the hospital. My girl don't cry. The doctor asks her, like, yo, you, you, you straight? My, my, wife, my wife, she don't move. And the doctor's like, okay, good. Now, you know you're going to have to take off work for about three or four months because we're going to have to do some testing. And my girl starts, a tear drop. The doctor was like, whoa, I just told you you had MS, you didn't cry. I just told you you're going to have to take off work. You crying. You didn't have insurance? She was like, yeah, we got insurance. But my wife's job is like her identity. So we get home. We sit down and talk. I call Moni like she got MS, Moni. I know about MS because her best friend in college got it, and she in the wheelchair came one of her arms. She, came, she has slurred. So I'm like, all right, it's showtime. My wife ain't there yet, so let me find out what to do. I started doing all my homework. Homework says the only thing that they know causes is stress. So I might have been like the number 10 motivational speaker at that time. Number five, your boy going to hyperdrive. I started studying. My wife going to work again. She coming home stressed out. I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. You're going to have to quit. And she's like, well, I don't mind quitting, but do you got enough money? Like, you got enough money for me to quit? I'm like, you know I got enough money. She's like, no, I'm not talking about for the year or two. I'm talking about for the next 30 years. I was like, ooh, how much, how much we spend every month? <laughs> I'm saying, I don't know. She's like, 5000 
I'll say, okay, 5,000 times 12. Okay, good. Times 30 was 1.8 million. I went from the number 10, number 5, to the number one motivational speaker in the world. No, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I started getting on stage and realizing, like, yo, people's like, yo, E, why you what? You just went to a whole other level. I'm not speaking no more to entertain. I'm not speaking to help people. I'm speaking so my girl never have to go back to work again. I'm speaking so that the MS don't kill her. I got a different drive. I got a different why. I got to make this $1.8 million so my girl can quit for the rest of her life. I'm taking all gigs. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. And the problem with some of you in this room, you don't have no drive. You ain't got nothing pushing you. You ain't got no reason for waking up in the morning. You ain't got no reason for pushing past that pain. You have no reason. You better find one before you get out of here today. But see, that, that's why you are. That's why you're here. See, you're here to do your job, but you're also here to learn. You're getting an education, man, a real education on business and life. See, you can't learn this in college. Not knocking college. College is necessary to get you to the next level. But after you get to the next level, guess what? All that's out the window. Geometry, history, all that's out the window, man. Sorry. You know, you gotta, you gotta learn this, and this can only be learned in life, man. And what y'all sitting up in here catching, man, firsthand, is life lessons that you can use when you when you 58. You understand, you, you ain't gonna, hey man, you just can't get this. It's not available. You gotta see it. So what you're actually doing is, see, think about knowledge, man. You can Google knowledge. You can go online and get knowledge on anything. You can, you can press a button and read about this and read about that and then you can go and repeat that and people go, wow, he's knowledgeable. Okay, cool. But exposure, exposure is totally different. Exposure is when you see it, touch it, feel it, go there, experience it. That's different. Exposure, once you open your mind to exposure, you can never shrink your mind back down. Because exposure don't decrease. Once you've been exposed and your mind expands from exposure, you can't shrink it back down. And act like this, okay. See, you once you fly in first class, you can't walk past there without feeling some kind of way and watch them people shut that curtain. You can't. Because the whole time you back there, see, when I flew coach, man, everywhere I went, because that's what I could afford to do. When the plane take off and they close that curtain, the whole time I was wondering, what are they doing on the other side of that curtain? Well, they're denying you the exposure. Because they can't show you. They can't show you watching them people get a whole can of Coke. They can't show you that they get their nuts warmed up in a container. They can't show you that they give all them people a hot scented towel to freshen their face and hands. They can't show that to you. Because you didn't pay for that. See, you bought the coach ticket. So they closed the curtain. They don't even let you come up there and use their bathroom. Because they just need to keep these 10 seats available for those people that pay. That's what the curtain is called. Because they know if they expose you to it, then you're going to want, hey, I want a whole can of Coke. Well, we can't do that. You didn't pay. Or I want some hot peanuts. 
no, 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 no. Now on airplanes, you got to pay. Now they can figure it out. You got to pay for the sandwich. You got to pay for the meal now. You get a choice, but you got to buy it now. It's crazy. Your first class ticket gets you a free food. Gets you more than one other than that. You can get free drinks up there. You don't pay for beer and drinks in first class. It comes with the cost of the ticket. So once you sit in first class and you open your mind and expose your mind to it, see, bro, you can't go sit in coach no more because you've been exposed. But if you keep walking past first class and let them close the curtain and never get the experience, you, you can grow your whole life thinking coach is fine. But mess around and buy yourself a first class ticket. You will forever be changed. And you'll never forget what first class was like. But that's the beauty of exposure. It makes you aim and, 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 and perform towards the exposure now. So that's why Dick Gregory said, you should always, whenever you can go first class, extend yourself beyond your normal levels of comfort and buy your first class ticket. Get you a first class suit. Get you a first class pair of shoes. Because once you put it on, you understand what they charge you for. And now you are forever changed because through exposure, your mind cannot shrink back down. Knowledge, you can forget when Christopher discovered America. You can forget that. You can forget that equation for gravity. You can forget MC squared. You can forget that. You can forget what's the 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 the, the, the pi root figure. You can forget the square root of 181. You can forget the square root of 81. That's knowledge. You can't forget where you've been. You can't forget what you saw. You can't forget what you felt. You can't. Welcome to Exposure, If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, big up. As always, thank you for joining and tuning in. I am your host, E.D. For you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. Your boy got some stories to tell. You know the slogan, the motto, the thing that makes us move here at the Impact Secret Podcast show. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. The quote of the decade, the series, or I should say for right now, my lifetime. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. One question. Two thought-provoking statements. First question. When are you going to stop wasting time on people that have the ability to pour into you and they don't? Again, when are you going to stop wasting time on people that have the ability to pour into you and they don't? Thought-provoking statement. Exposure. Exposure. Thought-provoking statement number two. 
the guilt of compromising, the guilt of compromising. Today's episode is entitled, I don't do this for nothing. I don't do this for nothing. That is borrowed off of Nipsey Hussle. That was inspired by him and that particular title. You know what, family? Let's just jump into today's show. You know, I was sitting here thinking as I was listening to those audio clips and so many stories came to mind. But the one that really stood out, stood out, I mean, there was a lot that was just running just really fast in my mind. But the ability, what Steve Harvey was talking about in that second audio clip about exposure. You see, I really didn't know what I didn't know until I had the experience that really changed my mind and confirmed what Steve had said. Let me tell you why it confirmed what he said, because went on a trip and just got so lucky that we we had an opportunity to sit in first class because for some odd reason, the tickets were cheaper in first class than it was in coach. And it wasn't about the cost. It was just, that was the only thing that was available. It was like, that's strange. So we get the, so we get there. Now, if you've never been, if you've never sat in first class family, I'm going to walk you through the experience. So we're in line and they call, they're saying, Hey, we're getting ready to board. We're ready to board. Let's call the first class passengers on first. Now, I want to say this. I want to park here real quick. When you get when when you're the you're the first person or the first people, I should say, the first group of people to board on the plane, I have to be honest. When you've always when you've been on the other side of this, meaning that you've been on the coach side of it, where you would walk people in first past first class and you're like man like wonder like what is it like what's the experience the chairs look a little bit better well they look a lot better the the you can you can tell people are more relaxed and not tightened up and it's it's a little more space for people like myself that's tall so i'm like man i would love to sit here one day for the experience to see you know, why people pay so much money for this particular experience. But this time I was on the other side of it. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching people pass me. Now, keep in mind, in the first class, there literally wasn't too many people that look like me. And if you don't know who I look like, I'm a black man. But it didn't, it wasn't too many people that look like me. So I was just like, huh, this is interesting. And so, but I'm watching a lot of people pass me. And first class, and it it just kind of had me think about put uh, put things in perspective. And I was like, you know, that's like that. That is so similar to life of sometimes you can feel guilty for compromising to fit in, in a sense, like you want to fit in. And because you want to fit in and not stand out and not seem like you bougie or not seem like you're whatever that thing is that they're calling you, you will, you will blend in because it's easier to blend in and not, and not be attacked. I I should say, when I say attacked, I mean, verbally attacked or uh, someone 
providing their opinion and they don't even know your story. So sitting in first class and next, you know, the plane is getting ready to take off. And of course they shut the curtain. I'm like, okay, now I'm about to find out what this experience is, is like. So they come around with everybody and offer everybody uh, a, a hot towel. Now, previous to this, before even getting on the plane, you got to select your meals of which you want. Now, because I don't eat meat, um, I'm a vegetarian per se, or I should say whatever. Basically, I just eat fish or vegetables. Just keep it simple. I'm not about to go through vegetarian, pescatarian and all of the vegetarians. But uh, so they, they had a like some type of beans or I don't know what it was, but it was good. I ain't going front. Um, so you order it prior to you even getting on the plane, meaning uh, when you sign up first class, they say, hey, these are the, the meals we're going to be serving, which one you want. So it wasn't like she came up to me or he came up to me and said, hey, uh, what do you want to eat? They already knew what I wanted. So after that point, after you eat, then they come around with these amazing hot towels. Now, <laughs> don't judge me, family. I'm just only telling you about the experience because of the exposure. This makes sense. I'm, I'm telling you firsthand. It's so true. So I get the little hot towel, wipe my face off and hands. And I'm like, man, this is this. I said, it can't get no better than this. And then they come around with a pillow and some headphones and it's all out. I think it was all in like this little package or whatever. So I'm like, OK. And then they were like, what movie would you like to see? I'm like, a movie? What do you I mean? I was like, yeah, I probably got some some of the, you know, movies from. It, there's nothing recent, I bet. Man, when I tell you, family, they had all the recent movies and you sitting there like, I've never even seen this one. Well, let me watch this one. I haven't seen that one. Let me watch that one. And. By the time when you land and your experience is over, you like, I don't know if I can ever fly coach again. No, really, you you start you start asking because because the 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 exposure and the experience that you had that you never had before. Like I never flew first class as many times as I flow flew, I never had the opportunity to ride in first class so I didn't understand I was like why is everybody hyping this whole first class up because I was like I didn't like <laughs> being on the airplane before everybody else had boarded because it just it's real strange when you got people walking past you and they looking at you all crazy or they're you know you they stop because somebody's putting their luggage up it was just looking all crazy and I was like ah, I just didn't I, you know because I'm just not that type of guy this felt like oh am I trying to be flashy or whatever and I'm like I, I, I wasn't feeling it however when I went back to to coach on the return trip I said whatever I have to do how much money I need to put aside I will do that for that first class experience because that exposure alone let me know the reason why people pay the um, um, make the investment that they do because it's sort of similar to this. Like when somebody will say, well, you know, I'll drive eight hours there and I'm like, well, I'll fly. And it's like, for me, I'm thinking about the investment that 
I'm going to get. If I drive eight hours, yeah, I mean, I'm going to save money, but I'm going to be tired. And then I got to drive that trip back. It's the value, family. It's the value. See, when you when you get introduced to value, when you get introduced to an experience that that really enlightens you and you're not, I mean, you are really in the moment and enjoying the moment and appreciative of the moment. It is so true. It's hard to go back. When you taste that experience, it's like, how do I get back to that experience? And that's why you always hear, you know, if you're a big basketball junkie like me that loves basketball, you'll hear NBA players talk about how hard it is to when you get to the championship to get back. Because everything, you know, just keep in mind, you got 82 games and then I don't know how many uh Game. I don't need to do the math on that, but you got 82 regular games normally and then the playoffs. And when you get to taste that opportunity of winning a championship, winning a championship, you don't want to go. You, you want to relive that over and over again. Because, you know. All of the, the days and nights that you sacrifice to put in the required work so that you and your team can get there, you want you want that feeling again. That's why it's important, family, and I agree 110% with what Steve was talking about, of exposing yourself to opportunities and levels above you because the more you expose yourself to levels above you, it allows you to take another step up. It allows you to understand that next level and to continue to climb. I remember when my friend and I, we moved here to from Michigan to DFW and it was challenging getting a, you know, a job opportunity and he, he landed one and through working through his experience, he was, he was introduced to a lot of different, you know, key players and a and it changed his mindset, which was a beautiful thing, but it wasn't good for me at the time because I didn't have that change mindset. I was still my mindset was still stuck on on I'll say stupid if we're gonna just keep it a hundred. Because I was stuck at where we came from instead of stuck up, instead of being stuck on where I can possibly go. See, when I asked the question of when are you going to stop wasting time on people that have the ability to pour into you and they don't, I bring that up because family and I challenge you with that question is because a lot of times family, you will, you will go overboard of trying to, blend in and trying to give more and more and more and you're just not seeing the return and you're questioning yourself like is there something that I did wrong or is it something where you know I I that maybe they don't understand what I'm giving or like you just you just start going through all these questions I remember when I first finally got out of the 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 takers mode because you know when you when you're uh, the the baby of the family and all your siblings left the house and you're the only child in a sense which you know um, 
the only child and the majority of your friends are either the only child or they may have like one brother or something or a sister. Uh, but most of you guys really kind of grew up on your own in a sense of saying that because of your ages and, and, and things of that matter. What I'm basically saying to you family is, is that I was spoiled. I was spoiled and I was selfish because I didn't have to share with anybody. I didn't have to, I, I didn't have to, um, if I wanted something and I got it, I didn't have to think about, oh, well, let me give this person half or let me ask this person, do they need such and such? Cause I didn't, I didn't have my brother, like I said, my brother, and, my brother and sisters, they were, um, out the house. So it wasn't, it wasn't nothing like that. But when I went to college, I couldn't keep that same mentality because people would do for me. And then I would just, I would, I wouldn't return the favor or I wasn't trying, I wasn't doing my best to outserve them. Do you get where I'm saying family? A lot of times that we are, we have the ability to do, but we always think it's monetary or, uh, and when we start thinking that we lose out on all the other things that could be potentially giving to, to somebody. And when I talk about the whole guilt of compromising, I have struggled with this for years. And the reason why I struggle with it is because if, if you decide and make up your mind that you want this thing, whatever that thing is, maybe it's you want to be a speaker, maybe it's you want to create your own business, maybe it, whatever that thing is, and then you start taking steps. And the people that you grew up with are not moving in that same direction. You start asking yourself, is this really worth it? How do I push myself to keep going where you can't really truly have conversations with people that are not in this arena? That's why I said family is important that we create a community here. That's why I want to create a community for people that are either potential speakers or uh, thinking about, yeah, well, potential speakers or that are actually speaking or they got shows or whatever, because it's lonely when you are creating, when you're doing this day in and day out and you're wondering what the value is, you're wondering what type of impact you're having and you're wondering how can I get back? Like it's all of these things that's running through your mind and then you don't have anyone to talk or share with because they're not doing the thing that you're doing. So that's why I always say when you make when you make a decision to go after your your that that thing that purpose that that goal that that I don't know whatever it is you have to make sure that you are 110 20 30 200% confident in yourself even on days when you don't feel feel like doing it you know we call those based on what Andy said test days and I've had many test days, family. Because those test days for me is an opportunity to see where I match up. And you can't don't be don't get yourself in a position where you're feeling guilty for investing in yourself. And when I say investing in yourself, meaning you're picking up a book and you're reading it and you're learning the information and then going and apply it. 
don't feel guilty for that because your friend or your cousin or, you know, basically a family member or anyone chose not to do that. You have to keep marching forward. And unfortunately, everyone is not going to be able to come. But your success will allow other people within your circle to be successful as well. If they're willing to do the work, if they're willing to go through what you went through, if they're willing and you know, because you'll be able to help them get there faster than you would, than, than you did because of the fact of what you learned along the way. There's so much that I learned in this whole podcasting game in a short amount of time. And I'm still learning, still learning. But I'll tell you this, it's been, it's been worth it. If I had to do this all over again, I would definitely do this again. So family, when you are in a, when you are thinking about why are you doing something, just don't do it just to do it. I know that sounded good, but just don't do it just to do it. Do it because this is something that you, I mean, you, you've tried not to do it. <laughs> You started and you stopped. You made a plan and you stopped. You think about it. Like I think about this a lot, being able to get on this mic, being able to put together a show out of clips that I've seen or things that I've heard along the way or experiences that I have and put it out there and, and don't edit. I don't edit. The reason why I don't edit, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I don't edit because I want to. My thing is I am in a a growing period. And because I'm in a growing period, I don't want to edit because I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly and the great. Because if you because this if I edit and I make it all clean and make it sound, you know, everything, nice, then it will it will stop somebody else from being inspired to think he or she can do this. And I don't want that. This channel is about inspiring. This channel is about, this channel. This show is about inspiring. This show is about uh, building the required self-discipline so you can be the best version of yourself. So family, if you're ready to get started, if you're thinking about get started, stop thinking about it. Move forward. Stop stop waiting for the opportunity to come. It's not going to it's not going to pull up, ring your doorbell or knock on your door or send you a flyer or send you an email or a tweet or any you got it's on you. It is on you. So I'll leave you with this last thought, family. When you get tired of the excuses, the results will show. When you get tired of the excuses, the results will show. Until next time, I've been your humble, gracious host, ED, and this has been the Impact Secret Podcast Show. My stomach is was growling. I think I'm hungry. But anyway, I digress on that point. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show, family. Again, one of the things I want you to understand, don't, as the title of this show, I don't do this for nothing. And the exposure, being exposed to life's greatness. I'm out. Peace.